If you had to choose a symbol for life, what would you choose? One of my friends yesterday said he looks at life as a journey. Forrest Gump said life's like a box of chocolates. And another friend said life is like a dice. You never know what comes next. We all live with an image that we associate life with. And scripture, the Bible, is also full of symbols for life. One of them is the symbol of a cup. The cup was a symbol for a part of a person's life. And as early as the Psalms, the writer uses this image and he says, the Lord is is the portion of my inheritance and and my cup. Lord, you support my lot. Also, Jesus, throughout the Gospels, he he speaks about his vocation and suffering, his life as a cup that has been given to him and that he has to drink. And in our passage today, Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. And again, he speaks of the cup that was given to him. Let's read together. Jesus went out, as usual, to the Mount of Olives. And his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. And he withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them. He knelt down and he prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping? He asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Jesus is holding the cup that was given to him. He looks at the cup and he speaks to his father, to God about that cup. And I wonder what the cup of your life looks like today. It takes great courage to look at our life. Because when we start looking, we can be afraid of what we see. Questions may arise that we don't know the answers to. Doubts can arise about things that we thought we were sure about. Fear can emerge from unexpected, unexpected places. And we can be tempted to say, you know what, just, just live. Don't make things complicated or more difficult by thinking about it. Yet we all intuitively know that without looking critically at life, We will lose our vision and our direction. So what does the cup look like that has been given to you? Have you accepted the cup of your life? Have you you taken that cup? Have Have you started drinking from the cup? Because this is Christ's invitation to us. We watch what he does with his cup and three invitations come to us. Accept the cup. Take the cup and drink the cup that has been given to you.
Now we all have a cup that has been given. And to accept means that we need to choose the cup that was given to us, has been given to us. And we, we receive a cup, but we know that in life, our own decisions and choices and actions have consequences. Something will happen because of what we say, think, and do. And these effects can be bring, bring joy. It can bring sadness. For example, if I have the cup of a relationship, I've chosen to love someone deeply, I must be willing to accept that my heart's investment may cost me loneliness and sadness. I'll be challenged to accept this person's weaknesses as well as their strengths. I can bear deep sorrow if he or she decides to, to, to leave me without my consent. But I have a choice with this cup. If there's abuse happening, I have a decision to make. And it's not easy. It's not easy. Accepting the cup invites me to a a life of discernment and wisdom with God. Because there are things that I can do with the cup, but there are things that I can't. For example, if you're a parent of children, you know we have these wonderful creatures in our life, but they also bring tremendous sacrifices. And we need wisdom and discernment the cup of parenthood in my, in my hands, some of it is given to me. I, I can't do anything about the cup that I'm holding, but there are decisions that I need to make wisely so that these kids will grow up as healthy adults. In our occupations, a doctor knows the satisfaction of helping a patient heal, but they also pay a price of long, intense hours of work. That's the cup. But they need to discern wisely about the, the cup and the effect it has on their family life. If it is detrimental or unhealthy. It's not always easy to accept the cup that has been given to you. Because there are things that we cannot choose ourselves and we may feel as if we are unable to accept our own life. We keep fighting for better or at least a different life. We protest against our lot, our fate. Things like, I didn't choose the country I was born in. I didn't get to choose my parents. I didn't get to choose the color of my skin. I didn't get to choose the complexity of sexuality. We didn't choose our character, intelligence, physical appearance or mannerisms. And sometimes we want to do everything possible to change the circumstances of our life. But some we can't, some we can. And we need to, to discern how to accept the cup that's been given to us. We might cry from our depths. Why do I have to be this person? I didn't ask for it. I don't want this. But as we gradually become friends with our own reality, when we start looking at our lives with compassion, at our sorrows and our joys, we discover the unique potential 
of our way of being in the world. And we can move beyond resistance of this cup that's been given to us. And I can move to a place where I can discern with wisdom, what can I change? What can I do? Even Jesus found his cup difficult. In the garden of Gethsemane, he's, he begged God to take the cup away from him. But still, he found the inner strength to say yes to what was asked for him because he's been living with this, this cup that has been given to him for a while. He discerned what he needs to do, what he needs to change, what he needs to let go of in order to accept the cup. And it's an invitation that comes to us. A cup, a life has been given to you. Can you accept that life that's been given to you so that you can take it? So, so that you can start living the life that has been given to you. Take the cup. Now we as humans like to start drinking right away. <laughs> and when I, when I was reflecting on the scripture, I just saw once again how important a place of solitude and silence, stepping aside plays what role that plays in getting a chance to look at the cup of your life. That's what Jesus was doing. Who are we where nothing can occupy us? What's in my hands when I take the cup? What's in my cup? And am I willing to drink it? And just as there are countless varieties of wine, there are countless varieties of lives. No two lives are the same. And we often compare our lives with those of others and try to decide whether I'm better or worse off. But that's not helpful. We must live our own lives, not someone else's. And I can only start living when I hold the cup that has been given to me and look at what has been given to me. And then I can say, this, this is my life. This is the life that's been given to me and I want to live it in the best way I can. My life is unique. This cup is mine to drink. You can't drink my cup. I can't drink yours. No one else can live this life ever, ever. I have my own history. I have my own family, my own body, my own character, my own friends, my own way of thinking, speaking, behaving. No one else has the same challenges as I have. I have a cup. Take the cup. Now, of course, we can never go through what Christ Jesus went through. We cannot take his cup because that was his unique cup and life. The cup of suffering, the cup of agony, what he went through. It's unique to his life and calling as Messiah. We will never have to go to Calvary. We will never have to go and bear the burden and sorrow and sin and suffering of this world as he did. But you will agree with me that there are moments when we hold our cup and see what's in it, when we face the painful things and cry out. We want to cry out like Jesus. Father, please, can you take this cup away from me? Sometimes that's the cup of sorrow. Sometimes I'm holding a cup of relationship and pain, struggle, betrayal, divorce. Sometimes it's a cup of an unfulfilled longing. 
the cup of business failure, of loss, of deep disappointment. Jesus shows us how to take the cup of our life. He turns towards his father and he asks, let your will be done. Let your will be done is one of the greatest prayers we can ever pray. Because when we ask this, we're asking God, will you be God of my life? You know what is best. You give me what I need to take this cup. You know and I trust in you. Jesus talks to his father about this cup that he's holding. And I, I, I just realized as I was praying with that, how important it is to speak to God, to give words to the cup that I'm holding. Because when I start talking to God about the cup I'm holding, I get in touch with my true emotions about what is in my hands, what has been given to me. The more I keep it inside, the more I don't talk about it, the heavier the burden of the cup becomes. But in his most difficult moment, Jesus is willing to allow his father to be the Lord of his life. We know today that that cup was not taken away. Jesus had to drink it. But as he drank it, as he held it, as he turned towards his God, his father, and as he allowed God to be God in his life, he experienced resurrection finally. And I think that's the same with us. When we are willing to let God be God in our lives, when I'm willing to truly see God's way and will for my life, when I'm in Gethsemane and I turn to him, God somehow leads me to resurrection and his glory. Scripture talks about God's glory. That means a life of freedom in his presence. That's what glory means. And we often think that it's a place that we'll end up in later in eternity. We can experience his and live in his glory today, right now. It's available to us. It means I'm living in his kingdom. I'm living with God. It means I can go through life with a deep awareness of his work and love and presence. It means he's in control. At one stage in Mark 10, two brothers asked Jesus, can we sit in the, on your right and left hand side in your glory forever in eternity? And he says to them, if you don't drink of the cup that I drink from, you will not. And they said, oh, we will. And he says, well, when you drink the cup that's been given to you, you, will, you are in my glory. You are in my world. You are in my life, in my kingdom. Take the cup. Take the cup. Live the life that God has given you. Your unique life. One day God is, not, is going to ask you, did you live your life? Not Melissa's life. Not John's life. Not Jesus' life. Your life. When you take it, you will be in my will. You will be in my glory. And then finally, we see that Jesus drinks the cup. He didn't throw it away in despair. He held it in his hands and he was willing to drink it. And this wasn't a show of willpower 
or determination, which we so often try and work into our spiritual journey, our life with God. No, it was a deep spiritual surrender to his father. A deep spiritual surrender. When he prayed that prayer, let your will be done, he surrendered and he was strengthened to drink the cup that was given to him. That's what happens. He experienced praise, admiration, adoration, and popularity. He also experienced rejection, ridicule, and hatred. At one moment, people were shouting Hosanna and the next crucify him. He had so many voices around him, but he listened to one. He listened to the voice of his father and he knew deep within him that he had to drink the cup in order to complete the work that his father had given him. He knew that drinking the cup would bring him freedom and wholeness and glory. He knew that drinking the cup would lead him to complete liberation beyond the agony of death after resurrection. And this knowing had little to do with understanding or facts. It was a knowledge of the heart. It was an I know that I know that I know. And that comes from a relationship with his father and from surrendering to his father's will. That's what happens to us. We have so many voices around us. But when we surrender our cup, our life to the will of God, we will be strengthened. We will be led to resurrection and wholeness. A few weeks ago, I went on a retreat and I met a person who was going through a really difficult time. When she got there, she was weeping. She couldn't put words to her pain, but I could feel. And there in the space of origins, God strengthened her. The first day I saw her walking from prayer space to space. And on the last day I walked past her during the prayer time. And I'm telling you, her face was shining, beaming. Afterwards, I wanted to talk to her and, and I asked her, what, what happened? And she said, I met, Jesus in, I met Jesus in the garden. He has given me strength to face what I'm facing right now. Nothing about her circumstances had changed, but everything changed because she knows that she knows that she knows that everything will be all right. She's not alone. She can drink the cup. God has strengthened her. He is with her. Drinking our cup allows us to follow Jesus, not only in surrender, not only in Lord, let your will be done, but also to the place where we can say with Jesus, it is fulfilled. It is fulfilled. When you drink the cup that's been given to you, the end of your life, you'll be able to say, it is fulfilled. There was significance and meaning and life in the full. Today, as we close off, I want to invite you to pray with your body 
as an express, expression of this decision to surrender, to accept the cup, to take that cup and to drink the cup that has been given to you. Stand with me wherever you are. Hold the cup of your life. And now stretch out your hands to God. Spread your thumbs wide and pray with me. Father, let your will be done. I trust you. I surrender myself to your care today. Lord, this is the prayer of our heart. Lead us to resurrection and everlasting life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you have a prayer request or you'd like to speak to someone, please contact our team. The details are on your screen and receive the grace. The love of God our Father, the grace of Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit remain with you now and forevermore. Amen.